0: This is Fundraising at Camp by GoCamp Pro. True Camp Mavericks know that money moves the mission, and we're here to keep your mission moving. You can find our show notes at GoCamp.Pro/FAC.
1: This Go Camp Pro podcast is brought to you by Camp Brain. Camp Brain not only coordinates your summer camp management needs, but also your conference center bookings and fundraising management, allowing you to use one database to run your camp year-round. Since 1994, Camp Brain has been innovating and constantly adding new features while being backed by a team of 50 passionate and caring staff members. For more information, visit them at campbrain.com/fac. Pro are grateful to the folks at ACA Illinois for their support of our podcast. The American Camp Association of Illinois is made up of nearly 289,000 members, volunteers, campers, families, and professionals who believe in the power of camp. ACA Illinois works to disrupt the effects of poverty by providing fundamental services for children and families and learning opportunities for camp professionals. Learn more about ACA Illinois by visiting acail.org.
0: Hi, my name's Joe Richards. I'm the Executive Director at Pierce-Williams Summer Camp and Retreat Facility in Fingal, Ontario, and part of the United Church of Canada Camping Network.
2: And I'm Heather Withrow. I'm the President of Jamonville Camp and Retreat Center in Hopwood, Pennsylvania, part of the United Methodist Camping Family.
0: Heather, it's great to be back. Season two, baby! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Great to see you, Joe. It's good to see you. Thanks for agreeing to
2: take this crazy ride again with me.
0: Well, we'll see if we can squeeze out a second season. I think that one of the things you and I have been talking about is this idea that why don't we use this first, the next few episodes, probably five to seven of them, and talk about year-end fundraising and actually walk people through it.
2: Is this where we sing it's the most wonderful time of the year?
0: (laughs) It It can be the most wonderful time of the year if you plan ahead. And that's why we want to start now. So we're hoping this episode you're listening to was released on uh, the around the 18th of October, which is Monday. And then our plan would be to try and pop out four episodes between now and American Thanksgiving. And the reason that is, is because if you're planning a year-end fundraising campaign, American Thanksgiving is a great uh, target to release that campaign and give you enough time to do Letters and emails and reminders and um, and all of those great things. Doesn't that sound like a plan, Heather?
2: It does. It can be the best time of year for fundraisers. It can also be the most stressful. Um, so we want to do what we can to help you navigate that, um, learn from the stupid stuff that we've done over the years, <laughs> uh, and get yourself ready for a successful year-end campaign.
0: Yeah, that's great. One of the things that I struggle with every year is planning far enough out. I often get to within a week or two of, of American Thanksgiving and I'm not ready at all, um, which makes it more difficult. And that's where making this planning really will be beneficial in the sense of um, what are some things we need to plan? We need to make sure, so lists is one thing we need to talk about for sure, right? Who are you sending this stuff to? Um, email versus uh, letter mail, people might not know that letter mail is, uh, much better at getting you donations. Um, especially depending on the cohort that you've got, um, what story you're going to tell, right? Like what, who, what are we fundraising for? What is, what do you normally, what have you done in the past other for year and campaigns as far as a story and, and fund?
2: Generally, we pick a couple stories from camp or from a retreat guest that had a particularly spiritual experience. Um, This time of year is when we get um, thank you letters sometimes from parents who received uh, camp scholarship for their kids. Um, And that's something that we will sometimes include with the permission of the family. And when we get to talking about the actual mailing itself, um, something called a buck slip which is just a piece of paper. It's about the size of an American dollar bill, which I guess is why it's called a buck slip. Um, feel free to submit your stories in the comments of why you think it should be called a buck slip. Um, but it's something extra that falls out of the envelope um, that people can look at and say, here's a picture. Um, here it, it is, um, a facsimile of the person's writing um, saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, my kid got to go to camp, um, because of your camp scholarship and, uh, it changed his or her life. Uh, that can be,
0: I thought you were talking about like a buck slip would be like the actual donor form that they fill out and send back in. So we can certainly, I'm now I'm intrigued by the idea of buck slip. So we're going to talk about story. We're going to talk about buck slip. We need to talk about the donation receipt, right? Donation, uh, sorry, slip. Yeah,
2: the the uh, return, the remittance itself is important. And what you ask on that can be really, really beneficial going forward to other types of fundraising. Um, for example, one thing we always ask is, have you included Jamonville in your estate plans or are you interested in talking to somebody about that?
0: Um, yeah, it's also I figured out that you can you can use your remittance form to direct them to an online form. But you can also, depending on your software and your ability, you can make that a very specific online form that you can justify that they, they only got to it because they got the mailing. Right. Um, I didn't realize that my the program that I use to do fundraising, um, tracking, Bloomerang, I can do as many donation slips, remittance forms, as I want. And right if I only give them out on certain letters, then I know... Um oh that's interesting. So I could send out letter 1 versus letter 2. Oh yeah. That's a if I was into data, I could track all of that, right?
2: For those of you listening, if you were watching, you could see Joel's <laughs> wheels turning right behind his eyes. This little brain hamster is running for its life right now.
0: Oh yes. It's all good. Um List is going to be the most, right? Like, who are you sending it to? So, if you're, I think that we need to talk to them about this idea of if you have nobody at this moment in time, if you have no list, how do you start this process? And that's, that's a, the list is a whole episode by itself, right? How you're,
2: you're it really is. And, and the care and feeding of your list, it is a living, breathing thing. You can't just create the list once. You have to know your list inside and out, keep it, Pruned, keep it relevant. Um, pay attention when someone passes that you're not sending mail to somebody who's no longer able to receive it. Um, keep your addresses up to date. Always be asking for up- updated information from your donors.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So we're going to talk about lists, the story. The I suppose we need to we need to go through the cycle, right? Of of ask. Th- thanks, ask, thank, report, repeat. Because it's going to be a challenge. If you've just asked in September for something, but you haven't sent out any thanks for those things, you need to send those out before you're going to start this campaign so you don't confuse them or don't make them feel alienated. Mm -hmm. Um, Ask, thank, report, repeat. We also want to talk about the actual schedule. I'm not sure... Right, like if we start why American Thanksgiving? I I choose that as a date simply because I listened to <laughs> a fundraiser talk about it once upon a time, and I was like, oh, well this makes perfect sense. I can track, right? I can track the day. Okay, one goes out here. My second letter goes out here. All of my emails, all my social media and I can track it as I go towards the end of the year.
3: Hey folks, it's producer Matt here, and I wanted to give a big thank you to our founding sponsor of the Fundraising at Camp podcast, Camp Brain. In my years in the industry, I've been a Camp Brain client for almost all of them. Camprain is an incredible place with incredible people working there and it's an honor that they're one of our sponsors here on the podcast. One thing that I really appreciate about Camprain is how committed they are to making their product, their service, their management and every single part of their business serve their clients even better. And recently, I found out one of the ways Camprain does this. Camprain runs an annual net promoter score survey with their client base. You know Net Promoter Score, right? It's where you ask people on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to recommend our product or service to a friend or a colleague? So Camp Brain sends that out every year. I get it in my inbox and I fill it out every year. And when their clients are asked to complete the survey, people like Crystal Coleman respond. So Crystal Coleman from Gasper River Catholic Retreat Center says this about the Camp Brain system. The program itself is organized well, easy to use, and has reporting tools that I use every single day. The support team is great at answering questions and building custom reports to meet our specific needs at camp. So even if you don't take Crystal's word or my word for it, you should definitely check out Camp Rain and see what they have to offer. Visit them at campbrain.com slash FAC and check out why Camp Rain is the right fit for you.
2: We haven't talked about the tax implications of why year end is so, um, important for your fundraising calendar. Uh, in, in the United States, it boils down to two things. One is taxes, um, getting your donations in before December 31st. And the other one is um, for your older donors who are over, I believe it's 70 and a half, who have a um, personal retirement account. There's something called a required minimum distribution. Um, and that can be uh, something that's really beneficial for your camp that donors over a certain age are required to take a certain amount out of their retirement funds um, each year. And that's something that we can talk about in a later episode. But if you haven't informed your donors about that and about how they can um, send that to your camp, you want to do that.
0: Yeah. And Canada has the same, has similar tax implications. So on If you donate only $200, you get 15% of that credited towards your income tax. If you donate above $200, it moves up to almost 30% um, of a credit on your income tax. Um,
2: And there are special rules in the United States for this year um, that Mm. up to $300 per individual or $600 per couple um, can be given uh, for full credit meaning if you give 300 you get to deduct all of it just for this year as the economy is recovering from the pandemic. So that's something very important that you want to share with your donors. Part of your job as a fundraiser is to educate your donors on ways they can give that benefit them and benefit you. And so knowing these things, having a, an accountant um, on your board, on your team, um, on your cheerleading squad who can help you know about these things. No one expects you to know the United States tax code. Um, I just proved that I didn't with with some of the ways I stammered through that last sentence. But having somebody in your corner who does and can tell you about these things so that when you're sending out your letter, you can say, oh, by the way, did you know, special for this year, um, up to $600 um, if you're writing to a couple, um, can be deducted dollar for dollar. Um, and that's unusual for us. So that's a very important, uh, piece of information that you want to send out. And that's something we can, um, put that piece of tax code into the show notes for this show.
0: And that's huge. We do not have that same, um, there's nothing I've heard of following the nonprofit, um, Information in Canada of that same break um, the thing the thing that people and organizations would really need to be careful about is how do you share that information yet still make the letter emotional right still draw them in to give because uh, certain board members would love you to put things in a fundraising letter that don't apply or that lose the effectiveness of the letter um, over time and tax. Talking about tax code seems to be, like, in my mind, it would be the easiest way just to lose <laughs> to lose some donors. That would be awesome.
2: Sure. And it's not something that you wouldn't necessarily want to include in that letter. Yeah, yeah, But you could include it in a separate email. You could include it in a social media blast. You could include it on your donor um, information page on your website. Uh, but, yeah, that's an excellent point, Joe. You don't want to bore them to death with tax code when you're trying to to play to their heartstrings. Um,
0: well and this goes back to that basics of writing at the writing at a, a lower grade level because people are scanning these letters right so so if we aim to be between the grade level of four and um, four and eight most people can scan those um, and I don't know that I could explain tax code to a four-year-old. But I could write like I love the idea because if there was six hundred dollars in free like total just credit, so if I gave six hundred, I get six hundred. I would do that in a heartbeat because it just saves you money on your on your income tax, right? Like it it's it's beneficial to the organization and it's beneficial to you as an individual. So, um,
2: right. it can be included um, in the letter, and we can talk about where. Um, You know, on the reverse side of the buck slip, um, on the reverse side of the letter itself, uh, you don't want to waste your PS because that's something that we know everybody reads. However, a PPS or a, you know, hey, check out the back for some interesting, you know, tax implications. You have some donors that are going to want to know that, that would actually like to read the tax code. Um, they're probably not the ones you want to take out to coffee on a regular basis, but.
0: Um, and I suppose you could hide it in a, not hide it. You could put it more as a question and direct them to an online explanation, right? To say, did right. you know that this year you can give $300 or six, uh, 600 as a couple, and you get that as a credit, find out more at, and then just have a small web page dedicated to it on your, on your website. Right.
2: Right. Which I think would be great. But yeah, you don't, you definitely don't want it to be the main point or even a sub point of your letter. Um, You don't want to, that's precious space that you don't want to waste. But you do want to inform your donors.
0: It might be something that you could put actually right on the, um, the donation card. Right? Like, um, but anyway, there's numerous ways to do that. So we're going to talk about lists. We're going to talk about The story, the cycle, the buck slip, the donation slip, the schedule, a bit more about task implications. Um, And I suppose timing wise is, in my mind, do you think timing is where you begin this journey? Right? Like showcasing what, if we work backwards from December 31st (laughs) to figure out why we do things when we do them.
2: Yeah, I think timing is really important. And also remember that all of these ideas are scalable. Mm -hmm. If if you're a one-person shop and you're thinking, well, that's great, Heather and Joe, but I do not have uh, any help in the office. I don't have the personal bandwidth to do all of these steps. Um, Help me scale it. And Joe, I think you would say the same thing I would say, but I'm going to give you a chance here in a minute, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, if you can only do one thing for heaven's sake do the letter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not even like just email is not nearly as valuable as a physical letter.
3: Right.
0: Right? And I've done this. I've copped out and never sent and not sent the letter because I've been too either lazy or just not have the bandwidth not nearly the same response as sending out paper letters. I would track if you have a donor database, you can probably you, it should be able to tell you who has an email and who doesn't. And one of the things in Canada, at least that people are thinking about is the price of postage. So it's almost a dollar per letter to send out. Oh my. But in, my mind, um, but in my mind, if I send out, you know, 250 letters two times, so I'm in for 500 dollars, plus my supplies, so let's say I'm in for a1,000 bucks. In all reality, I expect that I expect my year-end campaign to generate somewhere between easily between ten and twenty-five thousand without even thinking, Um, because oftentimes it's just a reminder for these people who have already given to your organization. Oh, that's another one. Who do you send it to? (laughs) Are you sending out year-end campaign stuff to new, to unproven donors? Or I would I tend to only send mine to people who've given before.
2: Um, uh, no, but there is a piece in our year-end plan um, around Giving Tuesday where we really try to cultivate new donors. Um, but that year-end letter goes to our tried-and-true uh, people who are, in some cases, sitting at home waiting for their letter from demonville so they can send the check. Um, so that is as much an invitation as it is an ask. To those people, to say, "Hey, it's time. Um, help us in the note. Help us in the year in a really good place to start next year's ministry."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the idea of Giving Tuesday being because Giving Tuesday is mainly online focused. Um, it exists here in Canada as well, and I love the idea of um, younger alumni. If I could, maybe Giving Tuesday can be focused on. You can focus any of these on a specific thing. But in my mind, I would love to focus Giving Tuesday on $5 monthly donations from anybody who's under the age of 40. And if I got 25 of those, I would be ecstatic, right, if they signed up for monthly giving. Because monthly giving is, as we went over in the first season, in case you missed it, monthly giving is the go- holy grail of fundraising. Because once they get 5 bucks a month, it's easy enough to talk them up from there over mm-hmm. time. So,
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. That's great. So who to send to, and we'll do a bit of talking about Giving Tuesday. Um, Today's date, when we're recording this show, I just want to make sure people know the day we're recording. Today is the 12th of October, which is a day after Canadian Thanksgiving, by the way. Um, So we've already enjoyed our turkey and harvest um, and pumpkin pies and all of those things. Um, So you eat the
2: same things we eat, but on a totally different day. Why is on that? a totally, you
0: know? t- uh, totally different day, closer to the actual end of harvest, right? Um, because well, There you go, we're...
2: being all you know, historically accurate.
0: <laughs> I am a farm boy. I grew up on a farm, and uh, Thanksgiving also marks the end. So that part in October also marks the end of the fall uh, fair season. Um, with a lot of fairs, Thanksgiving would be the end of fair season, right? Um we used to attend, for years, my family attended a fair every Thanksgiving, the Brigden Fair. The population of Brigden, Ontario would go from like 700 people to over the, the weekend, they would see over 90,000 people at the, in, Brig- yeah, so <laughs> the whole town. Um, I don't know with the pandemic what's went on, but uh, it's all good. So we'll talk about Giving Tuesday as well, because I think that can play a role er, in planning both of those things at the same time. But you're aiming for two different things do you think we need to do reminders with people or not reminders because if they're just finding fundraising at camp thank you you can hit the subscribe button and listen to us every other monday um but if they're just finding us are there points that we need to cover or refer back to other episodes which would mean i'd have to look up what we covered in other episodes
2: (laughs) I think there are some things um, as we go through, you know, we've talked about fundraising letters before and their content. And I'll just say again, the PS is the most important part of the letter. Um, it's what most people read first. Um, so as we go through and we talk about these individual components, you know, we may want to reference back to former episodes. But like you said, we'd have to look up what we said in former episodes. And well, that might be an advanced study for us too.
0: Well, it might be. We also have uh we have producers and editors who can uh, assist us in some of those things as We appreciate that. Uh Travis is uh normally here, so season 1 you will if you've listened, you'll know that Travis Allison also joined us, but currently he's unable to join us um today, but uh I think we have a good start here. We have a great list. Is there anything where Anything else we need to pay attention to before we do our next episode, Heather?
2: We need to talk about how to wrap year-end. Um, things we may not have talked about before, like we need to talk about how you wrap your year-end. You want to make really sure that you're doing thanking properly and quickly and that you're giving your donors what they're looking for in terms of receipts for their giving for the entire year, um, which may include, we hope it includes, other gifts besides the year-end gift, um, so receding, uh, thanking, and then um, starting to plan your next full cycle.
0: Yep, that's great. There's also a small discussion to be had about how how mu- how recently could they have given, and you can still ask for year-end. Meaning that if somebody sent you a five thousand dollar donation in November before you sent out year-end stuff, do we ask them again immediately? That seems okay. I was just writing that down. All right.
3: Beyonce said it best. Who runs the world? Girls. And when it comes to camp, women are running the world there too. If you're a woman camp pro looking for an empowering professional development opportunity with intentional networking experiences, we invite you to join us for the 2021 Women in Camp Summit on December 9th and 10th. Explore what this exciting learning opportunity has to offer at womenincampsummit.com today. That's womenincampsummit.com. You can also find out more about Women in Camp and all the other amazing things ACA Illinois is doing at acail.org.
0: So um, we normally end episodes with uh, tools or fundraising things, which we did not talk about earlier in the show. Do you have something you can uh, rhyme off to people this episode, or do we want to start that in episode two?
2: You know, let's start that in episode two. But if I were brand new to this, the first thing I would do is print out a calendar, a blank calendar for the next few months uh, and then fill in the other important dates for your camp or ministry or from wherever you're listening so that you can start planning the dates that you want to hit these marks um, in the next show. Uh, That would be my tool is just a simple blank calendar that you can start to fill in.
0: That's awesome. And I think that that's, I will just expand on the, the blank calendar a bit, making sure that you're taking the opportunities for other things as well. We at Pierce Williams send out Christmas cards at the beginning of December. and There's no reason I couldn't put a buck slip in the Christmas card that talks about a small online gift. Even if those families aren't givers, I'm not, I'm already paid for the postage for the card to go. I might as well use it a little bit um, for and this year's Christmas card is going to be, normally we do a big staff photo, but it's just me. There's just three of us this year, so it'll be awkward. Oh, it'll be great. It'll be great. So that wraps uh, episode number one for fundraising at camp.
2: Remember, if you have any questions, you can reach me at heather at because there's no-ville like Jamanville.
0: Oh, yes. And you can reach me at Joe at Camp is Better. Life is good. Camp is better. We will see you again in uh, a week or two weeks. Uh, Pay attention to the feed and we will go from there. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thanks, everybody.
0: Fundraising at Camp is a part of the Go Camp Pro podcast network. Find a podcast for camp pros of every age and stage at gocamp.pro slash podcast.
3: Hey camp pros, we love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, we hope that whenever you share an idea that you learn from the Camp Hacker podcast, conference, summer camp professionals group, or wherever else, that you're quick to give credit where credit is due. That way, we can all encourage more camp pros to share the tips and tricks that will make camp better.